Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Triathlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ram. And today we have with us a really special guest, Santiago Bernal. Uh, he's a friend of mine from Seattle and somebody I met when I was training for my first triathlon a couple of months ago, uh, actually earlier last month. Um, so, Santiago, thanks for agreeing to be on the show and welcome. Would you like to start by introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm Santiago. I was uh, born in Spain. I moved to the U.S. about 30 years ago. And, you know, now I'm here talking to you. But yeah. Awesome. Yep. So, yeah, this is a personal fitness story show, uh, Santiago. So can you tell us a bit about how you started your fitness journey? Yeah, I, I would love to. So, um, again, I was always a soccer player. I always uh, rode my bike. Riding my bike was my happy place. Uh, but really what I got, what happened to me was, um, you know, I mean, I was considering myself to be in good shape, but about 10, 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes. So one of the things about that is that, you know, the more you exercise, the more sugar you burn. So that's kind of like, you know, yeah, you can eat, but if you want to eat everything and anything, you better burn the sugar that you eat. Right. So, uh, I was a little shocked because I was always, I was always in good shape. I was always running and. And biking, again, it was my happy place. So I was a little shocked when I got the news on that. But I, th I started to think about, okay, what else can I do other than just one exercise to be able to not bore myself? So I wanted to look for something that um, I was, I was, I always had the option to do different exercises. Plus, I was looking for some kind of a community because sometimes when you exercise and you do it by yourself, you know, it's not the same as having a community that, Yes, I mean, at times it could get a little bit intense, but for the most part, I was looking for a community that will help me live more of a healthy lifestyle, learn about the sport, so on and so forth. And triathlon was the one that, you know, I just, um, I had a friend of mine that started doing it. So I started doing it. I did my first event just using YouTube videos. I definitely advise people not to do that. Because I made a lot of big mistakes on that. Um, you know, I mean, my son came to my first spring triathlon that I did about five years ago. And it was not pretty. You know, just because you think that you know what you're doing. But triathlon, you know, it's a lot of fun. But it could get dangerous if you don't do, if you don't do it right. So, um, you know, I, I, I went into Facebook. I found this Seattle Greenlight Triathlon group. Uh, you know, the rest is history, I like to say, because once I got in this group, I just felt very welcome. You know, people really uh, helped me to get acquainted with the sport. Uh, they, you know, I, I never felt like pressure or like, excuse my language, stupid for asking some questions. They always like welcome any, you know, and again, you have some people in this organization that in this group that are really, really good at triathlons. I mean, they are what I will call almost professional triathletes. I mean, their times are amazing. You know, they look really fit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I would say that, I would say 80% of the group is just people that want to have fun, people that want to experience and learn about the sport. And I love that. I mean, I've been with them for five years and it feel like I just started with them. I have so much more to learn. Uh, you know, I really appreciate all the new people that join the group uh you know they ask me questions i kind of like pay it forward you know things that i have learned now you know so anyways um, that, that's how pretty much i got how i got into triathlons um, that's awesome now i've been you know about five years with them and i have done all distances you know from sprint to olympic to half to full ironman yeah 
that's that's amazing. And I can say that I'm one of the beneficiaries of you paying it forward. Uh, it was super fun to meet you in Sammamish and, and do a swim there. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about, you know, uh, when you get got started, you kind of just winged it and showed up. Uh, but what are the kinds of mistakes that you made that people might be able to learn from? Yeah, I mean, for example, um, you know, I grew up in the south of Spain by the beach, so I felt very comfortable in the water. So I'm like, oh, swimming? Swimming is going to be a piece of cake, you know. Uh, so I went to the pool. I remember going to the pool the first day, and I went like 50 meters going back and forth. And my heart rate was just all over the place. I'm like, what did just happen here? And then I did the math. I'm like, for like a half Iron Man, I need to do this how many hundreds of times? It's like, <laughs> there's no way. But the biggest one that I made, the biggest mistake was like my first triathlon. Um, you know, I was so excited about it. And I have not talked about, you know, about triathlons. I was kind of like, again, watching videos. I went to, you know, sign up for it, got in the water. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty friendly guy. So I started saying hi to everybody. I got myself in front of pretty much all the swimmers. That was that was my first mistake, right? So yeah. when the horn blows, everybody starts swimming, and then all of a sudden, everybody starts swimming over me, right? And I was like, "What did just happen here?" And you know, it was like one of those that I'm like, and instead of going on my own pace, I was going faster to avoid people running over me. At this time, I kind of looked back and I saw this, you know, very nice sized gentleman just coming towards me. And I'm like, no, this guy's not going to hit me. So I start swimming so fast. By the time I finish the swim, and again, I'm talking about a sprint, which is only like 500 yards. My heart rate was like, you know, again, I had gone too fast on the swim. So I actually, it took me a few minutes to actually get my heart rate where it needed to be to be able to get on the bike. So, I mean, that was a, you know, th th that's one of the mistakes, right? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you a lot more that, that you know, again, there's so many things you have to watch when you do uh, triathlons that, for example, when you do the bike, don't eat a lot on the bike when you're almost done with the bike portion because mm -hmm. after the bike, you're going to be running. You don't want to run with a full stomach. Yeah. So, again, there's a lot of things that – so, yeah, yeah I've made some – interesting mistakes you know and but but we all do we all learn from it so that's the thing but we don't make fun of each other i mean this is the one sport that i have always felt like if i fail or if i fall or if i have a flat tire a stubborn flat tire there's always somebody there to help you that's no awesome. one to have felt alone on the sport yeah no one so yeah it's interesting that you mentioned you know getting hit by people while swimming because when i was just you know trying to find my way uh, you know, in the training, uh, the Green Lake Triathlon group, uh, Stephen, you know, told me to be aware of that. And I really yeah. didn't understand what he was like, what he meant. But, you know, in one of the training sessions, he actually volunteered to bump me when I was swimming, swimming uh, just so that I got a sense for what it is, because it's very easy to panic in the water. And unless you like experience these things beforehand and kind of know what your body's going to do, it's, yeah. it's going to be quite scary. So, I mean, and that's the thing that I mean, we we really like. One of the things about this group is that we also have a lot of meetup sessions. You know, meetup sessions meaning we meet for open water swims, we meet for cycling events, for running events, we do events for, um, you know, how to do transitions. You know, mm -hmm. doing transitions to me, for example, when I started on the sport, I was like, uh, I'll, I'll do them eventually, right? Mm -hmm. But then, as you get better at the sport, you realize that you waste a lot of time on transition if you if you don't plan ahead, right? So, I mean, this this group really helps you to get better at all those different events, you know, including nutrition, strengthening. Yep. yep. It sounds like a lot, you know, and you can get very overwhelmed on this sport. Yeah. So, again, I really recommend people to take it step at a time. Don't try to absorb everything. 
I've been on this for now seriously for about five years, and I still feel like I have to learn ninety percent of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah I mean. That's the spirit, man. You got to keep learning. Um, on the lighter side, you mentioned that uh, you asked, or at least you were not scared of asking some of the embarrassing questions. So are there anything particular you remember from when you were starting out? Well, yeah, I'm going to share on this chat. But uh, again, I hope that some people will laugh about it. Yeah. But again, Adam, you know, it's the thing. I didn't feel embarrassed. And the best of all, it's like people didn't laugh at me when I asked the question. Yeah. They were all yeah. like, these are normal questions. You know, yeah. one of them, for example, when you do... Uh, a triathlon, you usually wear a tri-suit. Mm -hmm. And a tri-suit is pretty much a skin, you know, you pretty much wear it, you know, over your body. And one of the questions that I had was like, hey, do you wear underwear under <laughs> the... Uh, and, and everybody laughed a little bit, but it was a good laugh. It was like, yeah, no, you don't need to. You no, know, that's pretty much what you wear. Because think about it, you know, like when you do, lo you know, longer events, you know, you're going to be on it for 10 hours or 15 hours. So, no, I mean, you want to be comfortable. Yep. You know, that's that's one of them but makes sense makes sense cool so wow you've got like a long history of you know activity and athletic event and triathlon so how do you fit all of this time to train in your schedule you know so to me at the beginning um when i started i, I think 2018 uh it felt a little bit overwhelming because it's like first of all you know you have different equipment when you're running when you're cycling when you're you know it's kind of like what do I do? And then that adds a lot more time to planning on top of having a life. You know, you got your work, you have your family, you got, you know, medical appointments, you name it, right? Uh, to, you know, the first six months, it was kind of like I really wanted to do it. So I didn't feel like, you know, it was like I just wanted to do it. But one thing is that after the first six months, it just started to feel like a routine. It was a routine that I kind of like, I kind of knew what day of the week I was doing what sports. And again, you know, uh, the nice thing about it is that you can change it. You know, if something hurts, you know, like, for example, what, some people, you know, start running, they run too much, they get hurt, they can go and spend more time on the pool. You know, so th that's the nice thing about the sport, that if you get hurt, like, on, on, on your foot or your hand or something, you can do something else. You know, mm -hmm. like, if your hands hurt, you can run. If your yeah. foot hurts, you can swim. Uh, but, you know, it just became a little more of a routine. But to me... Now it has become more of a, I, I think of a, have a charging station, meaning I work a lot. I spend a lot of energy with the family, with work. But then to me, when I think about getting on the bike, I have a, you know, a bike at home, you know, very close to where I work. And to me, it's like, it's not like, oh my gosh, I have this project I have to finish. I need to finish that. It's more of a, no, I'm going to go, go on it because I know that once I get off the bike, take a shower. I feel like a new person. I go to these meetings full of energy. People at work, they, they keep telling me, it's like, where do you get this energy? Do you drink, you know, like energy drinks? Or do you, what do you do? You know, people, people are usually like very like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I just love the fact that I get, you know, everybody's different. But to me, exercising gives me more energy. Uh, for some people, you know, it could be not triathlon related. It could be painting. It could be singing. It could be dancing. I, I always recommend people to just find that thing that gives them that balance. And for me, yeah. you know, it's exact exercising. I mean, my wife thinks that I'm crazy when Sunday mornings I go for a 15, 17 mile run on a Sunday morning, you know, and yeah. she's like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. I think people sometimes find it very strange why, you know, triathletes or, you know, long distance runners put themselves through so much strain. But at the end of the day, it's, 
I, like you said, it's a recharging station for for the folks who enjoy it. So yeah, it's very, it's very well that done. yeah. So to interrupt that. Um, to yeah. me, like the community is a big part. You yeah, know, it's like yep. So one of the things you touched upon is equipment. So equipment can be really intimidating, and I, you know, just being a new entrant into the sport can testify to that. So how did you go about researching your equipment, and what do you use? You know, um, in regarding to equipment, first of all, my first advice, my first advice will be: do not spend a lot of money. First of all, you know, start with whatever you have around the house. You know, it might not be fancy, it might not look look luxurious, you know, but you know, just get into the sport to make sure that you actually like the sport and the sport is right for you. I've seen a lot of people spend a lot of money on wetsuits and bicycles, you name it. And then a year or two years later, you know, they're trying to sell it, you know, within yeah. the group. Um, you know, good for people like me because we get a good deal, but you know, it's I, I don't recommend it, right? So if you're going to get into the sport, I just recommend if you have a bicycle, even if it's just a plain road bicycle, go with that. You know, don't, I mean, I have, I finished even half Ironman with a regular bicycle. I didn't get a fancy bicycle. It was just my road bike that I've had for like 10 years. Yep. You know, I got new tires on it, you know, make sure that the brakes work. And yeah, I was just having fun with it. Um, so, I mean, that's my first thing, you know, wetsuits, for example, they could get prices as well. My first wetsuit, I got at Amazon for like $200. It didn't fit perfectly, but it was good enough for me to be able to start, you know, you know, just to see if I liked it. Then, you know, two or three years later, yes, I did go to like Blue 70. There's a local shop that really, you know, have great customer service. I mean, I don't get anything from them. I just, I tell you. I love them. They have great customer service, great product, place a local, uh, you know, what's the job. Yep. So, I mean, that's my recommendation. Don't, don't go crazy. Uh, like groups like this is one of those that you can actually ask for advice. It's like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about a wetsuit. I'm thinking about a bicycle. We have people who are like really good and understanding, you know, bicycles. And they will tell you whether or not what you have might be good enough. They might help you find a bicycle, you know, right for your, you know, for your size. And then when you get better on it, you know, for example, I got a tri bike like three years into it. I got one at a good deal. You, you know, instead of spending ten, twelve thousand dollars, I spend two thousand dollars. You know, uh, you know. And then you yep. have people that, you know, I mean, the first thing if you're gonna spend a lot of money on a bike later on, make sure that you do a, a bike fit. Bike yeah. fit is like where they adjust your seat because if you're gonna be spending again seven How hours on bike. You want to make sure that it's comfortable. But. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, these are the kinds of things that you know novices or entrants won't even know about or know to ask, and might end up spending a lot of money on. Uh, one thing that I learned was that I actually bought my first bike off Amazon and I self-assembled yep. it. And the guidance was to actually get it fitted or get it checked out so that a professional can you know check everything. I kind of under sort of played it a bit, and I didn't do that for the first couple of months. And finally, took it to a shop, and they actually realized that some of the alignments were off, some of the mm -hmm. brakes weren't engaging as they should. So I think safety first, you know, if you're getting something online, make sure you're doing all the right things that they tell you to do uh, to make yep. sure your bike is safe. So that's something I learned from my experience. Yeah, I mean, um, one thing that you said, you said safety. I mean, for us, it doesn't matter what the sport we're talking about, if it's cycling or swimming or running or, you know, safety for us is kind of like number one. So mm -hmm. sometimes we do get upset, you know, like we have very excited newcomers. Yep. And there are some things that they want to do and we just bring them down to earth, like, we're not going to do that. This, these are the rules, you know, like, for example, when you came to open water swims, 
for us, you know, you have to have a buoy. You have to have a colorful cap. You know, it's like basic things that if something goes wrong, we want you to have something to hang on to. Mm-hmm. Because, again, open water swim is very different from yeah. swimming pool swimming. That's the one thing that, you know, if you have never done open water swims, you know, people realize after they get in the water, you know, it's very easy to get panic because, mm-hmm. you know, you could get a fish swimming close to you or somebody hit you on the head, you know, or, yeah. you know, or, or sometimes, you know, you got a stomachache or whatever, and, and then you, you get panicky. So, yeah, 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 yeah very true. Cool. So, I mean, sort of going off the topic that you you raised earlier, which is what, you know, training means to you. I think you described something to me earlier in our conversation that kind of struck a chord, which is the concept of a leftover dad. And yeah. sort of what is that concept and how did you kind of in, sort of frame it in your life? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the left, the leftover dad to me, it was like, I didn't even know if the concept existed or not. So eventually, you know, after using it for for a while, I went and Googled it, and it does exist, you know, but it has different meanings for different people. To me, what the story, and it's one of the, you know, most interesting stories, I guess, that I've had in my triathlon life is that as many of us, you know, I go to work, you know, you go early, you work all day, you know, and we all like to do a good job when we go to work. So we put a lot of energy into work. And then we come home, uh, whatever energy we have left over, you know, we, we, dinner with the family we help with homework we help with kids eventually you know you you know if you're married or whatever you go to bed and then you go to sleep right uh, i realized one night i mean one day uh, after work uh, i went to open water swim so instead of coming home at, at 5 30 i arrive at 7 30 and so sorry i'm gonna have a sip of water here sure go for it man so it was, it was one of those days that it felt really good. I came home. It was 7.30, so I went uh, upstairs and read to the kids, put them to bed. Um, that was it, right? Uh, but at the mo- at the time, my wife says, hey, you know, we need to talk. So the first thing that came to mind is like, I'm in trouble here. Because instead of coming home straight from work and helping with homework, with dinner, with shower, with bath for the kids, I just went and had fun with my group, came home, read to the kids, and that was it. And it was kind of like, I felt unfair. So when she said, okay, hey, we need to talk, uh, I, I thought that the worst thing was, was to come. And I was very pleasantly surprised that actually what she said was, hey, I don't know what you're doing, you know, with your group, but whatever it is that you're doing, please keep doing it. The kids love being around you a lot more. You're not as stressful. You're a lot more positive. You, when you read to the kids, you're not falling asleep. You know, um, you know. Again, just be more patient, be more present. You know, not only with the kids but also with my wife. I mean, I can see that our marriage. You know, it's so much better now than what it was five years ago. It's not that it was bad, but I can tell that we're in a much better place, the two of us, because of the honest conversation that we have with each other and. I don't think I would have been able to be in that place if I had not been doing like triathlons or again, what makes me happy. And I came home and I can show my kids and my wife a better version of myself than, you know, this one of me leftovers. Like I used to give them the leftovers of the energy that I have at the end of the day, meaning I gave 99% to work and then I gave my family just a little bit. And, you know, I kind of, 
provided me a little bit of a perspective that that's not life. Yeah. And it's not fair to them. And again, we work to provide for the family, but that's not all. You need to be there for your kids and, and your family. So yeah. I have been doing that now for four years. And I hope, you know, I made a bet the other day with a couple of triathletes that uh, when we're 75, I hope that we're still doing triathlons, you know? So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome, <laughs> man. Because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really touching story. And thank you so much for sort of sharing that. It's, uh, I can see it, it means a lot to you. Um, I think, as you said, because triathlons kind of recharge you, you have more energy to give and, and yep. have fun with the family. And, you know, hopefully everybody in their own lives can find whatever it is, like you said, uh, recharges themselves, right? So that's what's important. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really struck me when I met you was that you were doing the triathlon relay with your son. Yes. Uh, how did that come about? So it's one of those things that you always, you know, again, I always love to see my kids doing things that I love, right? But you always have to let your kids find their own path. So my oldest son, you know, he loves swimming and he loves skiing, uh, but he didn't like triathlons. He didn't like running. He just doesn't like running. And bicycle is not his thing. I mean, he rides a bicycle, but it's not his thing. Um, so I was, you know, I like to do things with my kids, but, you know, he's more of a skier. You know, he's also. So um, it started with, um, I don't know if you know, the event is called Ski to Sea. It's in Bellingham. It's a seven-leg event. Uh, you know, you start up in the mountain in Mount Baker, you start skiing, then, you know, different relays where you do other uh, team members that, that, that do running, bicycling, uh, canoeing, kayaking, so on and so forth. So we did that together. Uh, it was, there were also members of the Seattle Green Lake Triathlon Group that, you know, we, be, I mean, we pretty much came up with two teams. We did that together. My son loved it. I loved it. It was a really good team event then after that you know we were like well you know you like swimming and some one thing for example you know going back to the safety thing i don't like to go swimming at the lake by myself i even if you feel comfortable you should never you know you should never ever go by yourself something can happen you, you don't want to be by yourself so my son you know is in college but his local college here uh, you know, we had time. I said, hey, do you want to come open water swimming with me? So we started doing it like that. That took us to a, a small triathlon in Whitby Island. So we he really enjoyed it. He did the swim, and I did the bike and the run. And then he wanted to do it again. And I'm like, well, the next one here that is local is this Ironman event that I signed up for. I signed up as an individual, meaning I will do the whole thing, uh, all three legs. But when he said that he was interested in it, so I was just when I, I went into the website and changed it from individual to a relay. And he was very excited. He's, you know, you, you met him at the lake a couple of times, I believe. And then, yeah. you know, he was very excited. Uh, we did it. You know, he did the swim, I did the bike, and a friend of ours, he did the run. And it was very special for me because, again, an Ironman event, doing it with your son, you know, it's, you know, I got that picture with him, both of us biting on the metal, and it's it's really cool, you know. And But the thing is that I also noticed that by what I do, even though I don't notice, I also motivate other people. I've got, you know, like you mentioned it before, but I have other people that have sent me messages, very touching messages that, hey, I didn't know how to swim, or I didn't know this about the bicycle, and thanks to you, you know, now I have finished my first 70.3 or I have finished my first ever triathlon, a sprint triathlon. Someone that, you know, she, in this case, I'm not going to mention her name, she didn't think she would ever be able to do a triathlon. And the fact that, you know, just 
seeing me, I guess, motivated her. And she said, well, if you can do it, you know, I can do it. And, and there's a thing too, you know, like when you're doing a triathlon, you see things, you see other people do things that, hey, like in my case, motivated me. For example, I was doing my first Olympic in Lake Chelan and I'm not a fast swimmer. I'm not a great swimmer, but I'm not fast. And I will never forget, I was doing my swim. I was almost done. And this young kid, he was passing me. When I looked to the left, he was actually swimming, but he was tied to uh, a kayak with his brother on top of it. So he, he was actually pushing his brother. And he was, even though he was pushing his brother on the, on the kayak, he was still swimming faster than I was. Wow. So I was like, what the heck? You know, so <laughs> it was one of those things that you're like, but so I know that I'm not fast, that I'm not a professional, but I have a lot of fun. But when you see things like that, it really motivates me that, you know, here's this young kid doing this yep. thing with his brother. And then, you know, you see them on the run, you see them on the bike. It's very touching, you know, yeah. when you see people pushing themselves to become better people. I mean, that, that's to me, triathlon is like people trying to be better people, yep. you know, and this world needs more people like that. So Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's a great point and kind of brings me to the next sort of topic for the day, which is yeah. how's the community experience been for you and any friendships or events that you can think of or talk about that you can share? So the community thing to me is like number one. I mean, it's like, I, again, when you join a group, you're like very hesitant, you know, you don't know what you're going to meet, who are you going to meet? But I, I'm telling you, I can men, I could I could spend an hour mentioning by first names people that have already have events with or memories with, and it's really really special. I mean, I some of my best friends now are part of the group, um, you know. And the more events you do, you know, the more things in common you find that you have with each other, and then you you end up, hey, you know, every Sunday, you you know, let's meet, you know for a run or a coffee. Um, you know, I remember my wife at the beginning, she was like, wow, you're spending a lot of time with this triathlon club. You know, you guys, I don't know, this seems weird. You know, she was like, what, what the heck, right? She came to Salem, Oregon, where I did my first 70.3, and she was able to meet a lot of the triathletes. And she was like, these are really nice people. You know, these are, you know, professionals. These are just people that are type A individuals that just, like to you know you know to immerse themselves into something better and you know like again you know i get texts almost every day from somebody from the club you know either hey do you want to do this or sometimes even checking on you you know because you share experiences and yep. the, the thing about this is that you know i don't want to get into this in this podcast but we all go through the really dark moments in our lives you know i don't want to get into that but to me I still go through those. And again, I'm not going to get into the details of it. Sure. But like when I go for long runs, when I go for swims, it really helps me, you know, again, think about that and make me feel better. And sometimes you share that with some of these uh, group members. And the fact that they check on you, you know, like out of the blue, like, hey, how are you doing? And you say, you're good, you're good. They're like, good for you, you know, excellent. But if not, they're like, hey, I'm here to listen. So, you know, to be able to have people like that, that don't make fun of you, they just want you to be happy. You don't find groups of people, you know, that usually people want, okay, what is it for me? What's in return, right? In this case, no, people are like, if you want to spend time with me, great. If not, go for it, yep. you know? Yep. So, yeah, I love this group. Um, yeah, not enough things to say yeah. about it. Yeah. Amazing, man. Thanks so much yep. for sharing. In fact, 
you know, this group has been kind of a way for me to also get back to socializing post-COVID because, you know, it's been tough to meet people. I work from, I work remote. So, you know, just mm-hmm. meeting people on a regular basis has been really, really fun for me. Kind of takes me back to my office days. So I totally hear you, man. I think the community and the support has been tremendous. So awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's our show for today, man. Uh, thanks so much for, for being present here and, you know, being so open and honest and Look, you're a huge member of the community. Uh, yeah. Nothing but great things to say about you. And thanks so much for all the help you've given me. All right, Ram, thanks, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, hope to see you soon, man. Yep. All right. Take care. Yep. Yes. Bye. Bye.